All right, we are back on the show. Welcome back to the Lean Muscle Warriors podcast. My name is Francesco Pavone, I'm your host. And today me and you are going to probably have one of the best conversation and the most important conversation in the show. Um, conversation around motivation and consistency. So how the hell do you get motivated and stay motivated um, for anything that concern training and nutrition and health? Okay, so I hope that uh, you enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. All right, so how the hell do you get motivated and stay motivated? Well, before we get into that, I just want to want you to keep in mind that consistency is the most important thing when it comes to your fitness and nutrition goals. Okay? So, you know, if uh, even if you are imperfect uh, and uh, the reality is that the life will be imperfect uh, so even if you have like uh, your nice plan and uh, you have everything mapped out uh, then you start from monday a normal week uh, and i'm sure that something will come up at some point so it will be some work commitment uh, some extra family commitments uh, um, it could be that uh, it just takes longer to do some work uh, um, it could be that uh, you know some shops are closed so anything's uh, anything come up um, can come up not every week but most likely uh, something is not going to go as planned. So I want you to, to, keep, to keep in mind that to be consistent, uh, one uh, skill to perhaps develop uh, and uh, explore, um, it's uh, the one of uh, making sure that you try to make the best uh, out of each situation. So in every situation where uh, you would otherwise not work uh, on, on, on your plan or on your goal, um, you might uh, challenge that and, and say, okay, it's I, I don't have time to work uh, like 100% like I planned, um, so I cannot complete this task fully. But how about completing it by half or by 20%? Sometimes I suggest my clients that they develop a five minutes plan uh, that still allow them to work uh, on a certain goal. Okay. So, but regardless of uh, you know th uh, this, uh, I just want you to keep in mind that uh, you know without consistency, there are no results. Okay, um, and plus uh, consistency, it's not good just for the result, but it's good uh, as well for making us feel uh, like we can be consistent, which is very empowering and very uh, satisfying. Um, it's also important to build momentum and like to show to yourself uh, that indeed you don't need motivation to be consistent. Um, so it's really like something super important that I like people to get good at, uh, regardless of the difficulty of the task. So regardless uh, that is uh, either a five days a week workout plan, very, um, you know, deadlift based or, you know, bodybuilding based whatever, uh, or um, whether if it's a two times a week, a 10 minutes workout uh, to do at home with body weight only, okay? So, you know, a lot of people, they don't know about the importance of these things that I'm about to share with you in this podcast. Uh, I'm also making sure that, uh, you know, I'll uh, provide some additional resources in the show notes as always. Um, but, you know, some people, they just don't know about it. So, not knowing about these things that don't allow you to focus on anything else than the end result. And the end result is that you still need to work hard in order to be consistent, which is, uh, for some people, is a little bit annoying because, uh, you know, it feels like, uh, you know, they won't be able to keep this up for a long time. And if this is you, I want you to challenge your current strategy and to really think, like, how can you do this for a long time? 
okay? Because the reality is that there are benefits uh, uh, in terms of quality of life uh, and in terms of length of life uh, um, in uh, improving, having good nutrition and having an exercise program, like a, a, a regular exercise uh, into your schedule. So given all these benefits and given uh, like how good uh, humans feel when they move regularly and, uh, um, you know, when they have good uh, nutrition rules, uh, or I don't, I don't like to call them rules. I, I think like it's good to call them nutrition ideas, like where they have these ideas and uh, sometimes they apply them, sometimes not. Most of the time they apply them uh, because they, it fits into their life. And sometimes, you know, the only situation uh, like it's, it's allowed, uh, it's going to a Burger King and that's fine. Like I'm sure uh, when you have in mind uh, the rules of good nutrition, you can make a good decision as well. Then um, even if it's uh, getting a good uh, Mac cheese burger and uh, enjoying it and not feeling guilty about it, this is also... Um, you know, an idea of good nutrition. Um, so yeah, like some people, they don't uh, know about it. Some people, they do, um, and uh, they still struggle to implement these things in their life. Because uh, one thing that I always keep in mind when I talk with a coach, when I talk with a client, when I talk to a coach for me, it's like, okay, yeah, this is an idea, okay? Whether if it's an, a training idea or a nutrition idea, and that sounds great on paper, but then there is the practical life. So there is a big difference um, between, uh, you know, knowing one thing and doing it well and consistently. So I want you to, you know, even if you catch yourself during this episode thinking that, um, you know, you, you know this already, okay? I want you to approach it with a beginner mindset. So with a, a learner mindset and just to see, um, you know, if you if you catch this idea and like if you if you go through the literature in uh, nutrition and training you're going to find uh, very similar ideas uh, like uh, repeating often uh, now the the point here is not like to just uh, knowing a rule but it's like questioning how you can implement it in your life okay so what are the practical steps even like the smallest step that you can take towards implementing that uh, idea into your life okay and um, you know like uh, in the end if you feel not motivated, okay, or, or if you feel like, uh, again, you have to work hard in order to motivate yourself to work out and eating in a certain way, um, that is only an outcome and is only the last chain of a long series of theories and principles that start with your, with your worldview. Now, this might be a, a new idea for you, but uh, worldviews are a collection of personal values, attitudes, uh, experiences, uh, and stories uh, that we've been told by our parents, by our friends, by our mentors, by our teachers, um, that shapes uh, the view that we have uh, um, about the world. So literally, like, worldviews are so helpful because they help us uh, navigate the world and making, like, the right uh, decision for us. Okay, but clearly, like worldviews, they're not like something they, they, they just help us making a better decision. They just also influence and affect what we believe it's true um, about the world. So, I, I mean, uh, I am a big fan of radio and uh, I've been listening to the same radio show in Italy. I mean, if you're Italian, you can check it out. Uh, but this is a no judgment area. So, um, no judgment here. So it's La Zanzara from Radio 24. I love it. Thanks, Diego, to one of my clients for uh, actually like uh, not introducing me to the La Zanzara. I was listening to it already. But like, uh, yeah, thanks for like uh, catching up on La Zanzara every week. It's so fun um, to talk about it with you. 
Um, but yeah, like uh, they affected what we believe and we, I, I listened to this La Zanzara and I am impressed by how many people talk to La Zanzara every week and they call to the show live. Um, I'd love to have that as well in the podcast, perhaps something to explore. Hey, if you know how to do it, I, I'd be very curious to know it, okay? Because currently I'm recording on Anchor, but I'm sure there are ways to receive calls uh, rather than, uh, yeah, like as you record the podcast, um, sure. Sure, for first thing would be going live. But there are many people who have, uh, um, you know, different views on certain topics that to me seems like uh, it, it's impossible not to have different opinions. So, for example, the vaccine um, or um, what's happening in U Ukraine. Now, I don't want to talk and get into the rabbit hole of politics and like uh, religion or, uh, uh, you know, uh, different theories uh, around uh, like science, like I, it's not, uh, this is not the right place and I don't want to do that. But, you know, I was impressed, uh, for example, to know that some people, they don't believe in the vaccine. So I, um, you know, question if those people, they also don't believe in science when, for example, they go to a dentist uh, or, um, you know, whether if it's uh, safe uh, to assume that even if uh, like we believe in vaccine, it's possible not to believe in this vaccine and like all the ethical choices uh, and the decision that people make around that topic made me re like that is an example and how people are split. Either people believe really a lot that uh, the vaccine is the only salvation or um, other people, they believe that is uh, the evil and that it doesn't work for you. So um, you can see that different worldview affect what we believe to be true, uh, true about the world. Um, and those beliefs, they affect what we value. So our values and, uh, you know, what we believe it's true, like it's uh, affecting our beliefs and our identity. Um, and our identity affects uh, what we value. So our values, what we think is important for us in life. Um, think about uh, how important it is for a young adult to be free. So freedom, like freedom to travel, to meet people and, you know, to, to feel good, energetic. Um, and then what we choose, like, like those values ultimately influence uh, what we choose to do. So our actions. And uh, our actions determine as well which behaviors we engage in. And ultimately, our behaviors uh, determine our results, okay? So you can see, and you heard me talking about uh, values uh, and identity and beliefs. Uh, um, and that's because, like, I think uh, many people, uh, I, I talked about it last week, but I've helped my brother uh, back in 2017 losing 40 kilos of fat in one year. And like uh, just seeing how it happened and just knowing his nutritional level, basically zero, um, you know, it shocked me. And it kind of gave me the confirmation that, you know, if my brother did it with no formal education and with mental difficulties, um, you know, everyone can do it with a couple of things, the right support. And because I think like that's fundamental, like having either an environmental support and we are going to talk about it later when I'll give you the practical steps in order to be more motivated and uh, more consistently. Um, so, yeah. And so staying motivated. Um, so, you know, give me the confirmation that many people would need uh, the right support. OK, so the right environment um, and they actually need to do a little bit more self-reflection on what actually they want and why, um, because it all uh, ties uh, 
um, to the worldview and you know to your past, to your formal education, to your uh, um, to the culture that your parents gave you and uh, that you lived in the first uh, years of your life. Um, so yeah, like. Uh, little bit about uh, our uh, values and what we think it's important for us. So, for example, one of my big values in life, uh, and uh, it hasn't been taught uh, by me, by my parents, but it has been indirectly because my parents were not very healthy. They were like drinking a lot of wine. They were smoking a lot of cigarettes. Uh, they had very little uh, emotional awareness uh, and they actually did uh, work a lot for their for their children um, but they ended up not spending a lot of time with their children so they would value actual work and uh, dedication and discipline and being a good person and like many other values but they didn't value fitness and like just feeling fit feeling being able to um you know not having pain uh, to sprint, run, jump, climb, and move your body around um, without uh, issues. So luckily, they were very genetically gifted. They had an active lifestyle because of their work, but they didn't actually spend purposeful time doing regular exercises. So, you know, I started to develop, and plus my brother had uh, a little bit of weight issues. Well, a little bit. He was severely overweight as a teenager, and it's always been as a young adult, and it was only in 2017, that it was a little bit of a wake-up call for him because uh, the doctor said, uh, hey, Vito, if you want to continue like that, uh, like you need to change something because it's not going to go well. Like Your health is uh, not in a good place. Uh, your visceral fat is not in a good place. Uh, your waist-to-hip ratio is not in a good place. Uh, so you have a high chance to not having a good uh, time when you're old. And he got scared, so he asked me for help, and that was like uh, the first step to, you know, really understand that he wanted to to do something, but he just didn't know how. Now, sure, to explain my brother like the basic nutrition principle would have led nowhere because one thing is explaining and you know telling how things work and how how they are supposed to work um you know it's not gonna do well in terms of like having a practical effect uh, on that person's life um what is a more viable effect it's like okay let's influence those the, the environment where that guy lives so the environment uh, was made by my father by like a lot of food around the, uh, the house that could be better um, and so on but that was the first uh, thing um, it was like having a chat with him about what he wanted to do and why um, you know and behavioral change sometimes it doesn't have to be a formal like it, it doesn't have to be a formal education about uh, you know change of psychology and all these little um, and, and very interesting to me details about the human mind, but it has to be more focused on the practical um, aspect of uh, like actual change. So, you know, if, uh, and this uh, goes really well uh, with the idea of uh, being motivated. Now, I think uh, it doesn't have to be complicated uh, to this uh, interconnected relationship between worldview, identity, values, uh, your goals uh, and your behaviors. Uh, what I think it's uh, it's important is to break it down a little further. Uh, so just to, to to have an idea of like uh, how that applies uh, on uh, the, the daily life. So um, you know, like, probably you've heard uh, of the cognitive triangle, but basically, you know that uh, ev like ju just every human have thoughts, what we think, feelings, how we feel, and then behaviors. So what we do. 
all these three, they, they, they seem like uh, separated departments, but they are not. Uh, they are all living, you know, in the same uh, physical body. Okay. Um, so they are just very interconnected. So in, for instance, uh, what we think influence uh, how we feel, um, how we feel uh, and what we think influence uh, what we do. And what we do influence uh, how we feel uh, and what we think. So, for example, think about uh, uh, a workout. So you do a workout. Uh, generally, after a workout, uh, whether if it's uh, easy, moderate, or very difficult, um, or anything in between, it's going to feel good. So it's going to feel like when, when you feel good and you have energy, then you're going to feel even better because you can improve from the previous performance and all is good. When it's like normal, okay, you still have some positive hormones, uh, adrenaline, noradrenaline, you have a little bit of testosterone, um, sure, you have a little bit of cortisol, but if you do enough breathing after your session, it's going to go down soon. Um, make sure that you do, very important. I think like it's very important to start the recovery process as soon as possible after a workout. Um, but, you know, that is going to influence how you feel. Then you're going to go to the changing room and on the way back, perhaps you're going to have a thought and a thought is going to be, like, okay, what am I going to have for lunch? Oh, I should stop by the shop and get some protein. Like, uh, so you're going to buy some chicken and mushrooms and making like a nice uh, creamy mushroom uh, chicken for your dinner. Because uh, that is going to be a behavior. So the specific behavior here is like buying the protein and making sure that you have lean protein sources at home cooked. Um, but, you know, like some people find it hard because they are not motivated to go to the grocery. Um, but what I thought, and it seems counterintuitive, but it's like, okay, did you work out today? No. Okay, let's get a five minutes push up and then let's talk about it again. Okay, so what happened usually, like, I don't hear that person anymore because uh, they did the push up and then they started to engage in positive behaviors because they started, the, 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 um, the ball started rolling. Okay, so yeah, like, uh, it's very important to, to, to really, like, uh, believe that we can influence thoughts and emotion. And this is, like, luckily, um, it's not rocket science, but it's been uh, shown uh, in behavioral uh, um, change. Uh, so, like, uh, there are... Uh, you know, many research on the topic uh, and uh, it's, um, you know, counterintuitive uh, sometimes and some people, they don't think, uh, you know, it works like that. But think about like, for example, uh, uh, engaging in a social scenario. So you started dating again and it's difficult because maybe like you don't feel like it or you feel inadequate or you don't f or you feel ugly or, um, you know, you don't feel like you have a good uh, outlook, whatever it is, like you feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable dating. But then you for somehow like, somehow some a friend like subscribe you to tinder and uh, organize a, a dating for you a date and you go for that to that date and it's difficult difficult until the moment you sit down and then as you sit down you're gonna ha you have an amazing time with the person um it's, it goes well so it continues even after the, the drink and uh, the day after like you go and, and say thanks to your friend for like giving you a kick in the butt. Now, what happened is that you engage in a challenging but doable behavior, and that behavior trigger like a series of things. Trigger a, a nice time, uh, trigger some nice thoughts. Maybe the person told you a compliment, um, and that uh, influence like how you feel. Maybe you feel start to feel well curious, or you start to feel uh, there is an attraction with that person. So you know you start to have some feelings. It's not love, but it's like interest and curiosity, and that triggers the whole week. And the full the following week you start exercising because that. So you can see how behaviors 
really shape how we feel, what we think, and the following behaviors. So, so sometimes like the problem is that the person is not motivated because there are not enough behaviors. So um, I'm sure it happened to you too that you feel it happened to me last week that I was like, I didn't notice, but I kept postponing my alarm by five minutes, 10 minutes. And at some point, like I, I reached a week where I really struggle. And to me, for me, it's late, but it, I really struggled to wake up before 7.30 in the morning. So I, I did a challenge. I challenged myself to wake up a little bit earlier. So um, I started by seven the whole week that I was off from training because I didn't want to sacrifice the whole week uh, my sleep. So I started like easy. I started by 15 minutes decrement. Uh, and then now I worked it up in, in a couple of weeks uh, back to where I was before. So now I'm going to bed uh, between 10 and 10.30 and waking up between 6 and 6.30. So I like to have a range uh, because, you know, that that's to me like the flexibility that is necessary to be consistent. Um, so, you know, like that, that, that's just a little bit uh, of uh, where I struggle to be motivated to wake up early. Um, now, you know, there are different things that we can do about it. But I think like for me, the most powerful thing was uh, like, uh, which kind of person are you? Are you a person who wake up at six or are you a person who wake up uh, a, at eight? Okay. And that to me is the most powerful thing. Okay. So like uh, it, it's the same with the biting the nails. So I, I've been uh, a, a nail biter for many years and I was always saying things like, uh, oh, I should stop biting my nails. Okay, when, when you say things like that, it's like saying, well, you should be a person that you are not today, okay? And not, uh, like, if you read the Atomic Habits from James Clear, there are many things around the topic. Like, one, for example, is that uh, behavior change, it's identity change. And what, what the author means by that is that if you want to successfully get some results, that means that you have to do something regularly, Okay, so there are some actions, uh, daily actions involved in achieving a certain result. And if you are not doing them right now, it's pro it probably has to do with your identity. So the first step that I'm going to share with you on how to get motivated and stay motivated, you'll find it in the show notes. Uh, so you're going to fill uh, the identity uh, values uh, chart. Um, so yeah, it's going to be like an identity values and goals chart to help you navigate a little bit of who you are. Uh, what you think to be true around uh, about, about the world. Um, what's important for you? Like, what are your top three to five values in life? Um, and ultimately, what is your goal um, according to those values? And uh, then I'm going to help you now, uh, once you have your goal, and I'd like you to have a clear, specific, uh, measurable, and realistic uh, goal, something that you can as well uh, decide on the time frame. So like uh, whether if it's something that you're going to um, want to achieve in one, two, or three years, and if you're not sure, uh, like if it is realistic for you, please send me a message because one thing that I would hate is to know that you've been working like, for example, for too long, too, too much time on a calorie deficit or that you've been, um, you know, focusing on building muscle and now you feel a little bit chubby, um, you know, like there are, there are ranges and like probably there is a more appropriate time for uh, stopping or starting those phases. So I want, you know, I, want, I don't want you to work uh, for many months uh, knowing that probably something else would have been better. So if you're not sure, just send me a DM on Pavone Fitness uh, on Instagram, and I'll be happy to, to take a look at your situation. Um, yeah, just so that you know, like, uh, 
I'm always happy to help. Okay, but you know, keep in mind that on Instagram, in a little chat, there is very little that, that you know we can assess or talk about. So, like, it's only a brief chat. So, if uh, we, we, you know, I think that I might be able to help you, uh, and you want my help. I might offer you a free transformation strategy call where, uh, you know, we take an hour of uh, my time and your time and we just meet and we talk about your goals and what you struggle about, uh, um, what you struggle with right now and which kind of help do you think you need? So, you know, ju just consider that that is free of charge and that is uh, a service that I offer to all the people listening to this podcast and to all uh, uh, my social media followers so you know that that's step number one go on the show notes uh, fill the chart and that is going to help you see a little bit through um, who you are what you value and what do you want to achieve uh, in the next 12 months i recommend that you take 12 months because you know there is no rush like i mean if you had to choose between working for 12 months and knowing that you're going to achieve something uh, and working for three months really hard but not knowing you're going to achieve something in my opinion, it's always favorable taking more time because more time means less stress in our already busy and, uh, um, you know, stressed life. So, like, I always uh, take 12 months and then, like, kind of start a project. Like, uh, I, I, dream, I like because 12 months allow you as well to dream a little bit bigger so you can transform your life way more in 12 months than, than in three months. So you, and you can achieve more results. Okay, um, so yeah, 12 months give you a little bit more time, less stress uh, and more enjoyment as you work towards those goals. Um, but, you know, like that, that's the first thing. The second thing is uh, make sure that you see both your goals and that you track both your goals and your behaviors. Because like for your goals, like let's say, for example, that your main goal is to lose 10 kilos. Would it be helpful to track all your body weight change uh, over the course uh, of 12 months? No, because like if you look at your body weight, like and do nothing about it or just like exercise, but like n randomly, like you don't know how much you're exercising with which kind of program or like, OK, I'm a fan of getting regular movement even without a program. In fact, most like not most of my clients follow, follow a strength training program, whether if it's at home, body weight, with dumbbell, kettlebells or at the gym. Um, you know, like I'm a fan as well of uh, not having a program and some of my clients uh, who likes more flexibility, they have a more uh, uh, free program, so more flexible program where they have space, uh, um, you know, to play with their creativity and what feels right for them uh, in on a, on a given day. Um, but, you know, even if you have a less precise training program, you still want to track whether or not you get some movement in. Okay, because again, if you look at all your body weight, it's like looking at your bank account and managing a business. You know, looking at the bank account is not going to make the account grows. Okay, so there are, uh, um, you know, other actions that will drive the business forward that you need to focus on and compare those actions and the consistency and the quality of complexion of those uh, actions in comparison to the outcome. So imagine here, I, I like to think of it uh, as a boss and an employee. So a boss will not just look uh, at the outcome, but will also look, uh, um, you know, at the uh, and the things that drove uh, to that outcome, okay? So those things will be the KPI, so the key performance indicator. It's not only the, the outcome important, but like it, it's like an athlete. Um, you know, if you get a world record, amazing. We are all celebrating and we're all happy to, you know, um, celebrate your result. Uh, on the other side, if you want to repeat that result, uh, you know, you need to know what to focus on. 
Okay, so uh, my recommendation here is to track at least two factors. One behavior that is linked to a possible outcome. Okay, so for example, if your goal was to lose 10 kilos of fat, I would focus um, um, one behavior, for example, on getting one source of lean protein with each meal. And I would track that. So did you do it or not? Yes or no? Okay, because at the end of the week, like it's easy to think uh, that you did it, uh, but then actually when you look at the spreadsheet uh, or, uh, you know, your diary where you track the, um, uh, you know, a certain behavior, then you realize that actually you had 50% consistency and uh, that three out of uh, 20 meals that you had, uh, it wasn't really a lean protein source, but you were out uh, and the only like protein source they had was like an hamburger. So it wasn't really lean, but like, yeah, you... You, you did the best uh, in that situation. So it's that is going to, to impact your overall outcome. So make sure that you track both. I'm sure you're going to love it because like uh, once you really focus on your behavior and you just keep track of the outcome, then, then it's the moment where you really see more results, um, especially when it comes to fat loss, because it can be frustrating to just look at the scale and nothing happens. It's like, oh my God, I woke up. I wanted to see you know the results of my effort yesterday, but... It didn't happen. Well, you know, weight fluctuations, uh, many things, body water, different composition of meals impact that moment. So, like, it's not something to not track because, like, uh, when I say so, when I say the importance of tracking your behaviors, people go and stop tracking their outcome. Well, man, if you want to see your result, you need to start tracking as well your outcome because you want to know where you're at in that sense. Okay, but also you want to know where you're at in terms of consistency and completion of task. Of your behavior. So, for example, maybe one of your behavior, if you're a bit more advanced, is to track calories. And you track calories and uh, you see that your body weight doesn't move, but you're eating like you're super hungry and you're eating like, I don't know, 1800 calories uh, a day. My first question for you is, is it actually true that you're eating 1800 calories or there are days where uh, you go uh, purposely or uh, unpurposely outside that plan? Okay, so over or under, um, because like really like when you're eating very little, like unless you're very precise, um, you know, it's it's hard. So most of the people have a leaking in their tracking system, um, unless they are coaches or bodybuilder or like professional athletes. So those kind of people, in fact, this is so like we, we just talked about it yesterday with my coach, Alberto Nunez from the 3DMJ. Great dude, great dude. And, you know, as always, I, it's always a nice chat to have, uh, um, you know, it's always a nice chat with the ex uh, professional athletes. Well, I'm not sure he was professional, but he was a good athlete. He was a runner. Um, and now he's a bodybuilder. So like, it was, it was so true. Like, uh, he told me that when you work with an athlete, it's, so it's usually like, you have to make sure that they don't do too much, but like food intake and like workout in logs are always very precise on point. The check-ins are on time because usually like the athlete is there to, and sometimes he's even more motivated than the coach to get the result. So like, um, you know, it, it, there is not uh, like a challenge of like consistency and like uh, quality of completion of tasks sometimes, not most of the time. Um, but with my clients, it's, it's the opposite. So usually they struggle with motivation and consistency. And uh, I see why, because like they have a busy schedule, uh, a lot of stress, uh, and sometimes it's the first time that they 
um, you know, work on their uh, nutrition knowledges or uh, training knowledges. So, you know, they are between, uh, some of them are beginners, uh, some of them, uh, they are between beginners and intermediate. Some of them have been lifting for multiple years, but not with the right strategy for them, not with a workout they liked, not with the right exercise selection for their body and their goals. And, um, without a proper developing uh, the independence they needed. Okay, so they, they like to have a little bit more guidance and to work out what works for them. So, you know, to do that, you, they, I ask them to track uh, not only some results, uh, um, but what I like to call biofeedback, it's not the first time we talk about it, but it's like biofeedback, uh, it's like how, um, you know, how did you manage your energy throughout the day? Okay, I don't care how, is, like I care about your energy level too, but. Uh, I care more about uh, what you do when you have low energy, okay? Which kind of actions do you focus on when you notice that you have low energy? Because if you go to bed, sure, you, you get some rest, but it's not always feasible to go and take a nap. Sometimes it happens that you have low energy at seven in the morning and you're supposed to go to a meeting or to a workout. Okay, so that's uh, action two. Uh, track your, uh, um, have a goal, specific goal, and track your outcomes, but also track your behaviors. Okay, um, and, and you're going to have an easier time finding out which behaviors to focus on when you download the spreadsheet in the show note. Um, yeah, the, the third action, it's uh, really a lot about uh, the idea of perfectionism. So the third step, it's uh, have a goal, have a plan, focus on your behaviors, but also have a five minutes version of those behaviors. Hey, it happened to you, maybe it happened to you um, to say or to think that you're a perfectionist, that uh, you are, um, you know, a perfectionism freak. Um, and, you know, some people take proud of that because they like to get things done properly. And I admire you if it's, if it's you, uh, because, you know, I can relate. I am a person who likes to do things well. I'm the kind of dude who at school uh, didn't, like if I didn't study, I would just go there to the, to the exam and take zero out of 10, okay? But that didn't, opt, did, that didn't happen often, maybe like one or two times. And I think the professor was nice and he gave me three out of 10 because like you, you can work out an average that is over six. So you can still save yourself at the end of the year and not having to, um, you know, repeat a year, which is super cool. So if when it, when you take a zero, it's really hard because like you know it, it's hard to bring up uh, your average. But uh, I remember that uh, when I didn't know anything, like I would literally take a super low grade. Okay, so I am a person who needs to be prepared um, in order, and even like doing this epi like this podcast, it takes a like a lot of preparation for me. Uh, that's why we only do one episode a week. But then as like I have notes, but as I switch on the mic, um, you know, I, I go I go as I feel, right? So I have I think um, the preparation is the best weapon that you can bring to a battle, okay? So when you're struggling with anything in life, when you're prepared, you know, you, you are putting yourself in a very good position. Um, so, you know, like, I totally get you. You want to be perfect. You want to execute your plan. You want to get your calories in. You want to get those calories with certain macros. Um, and you want to get rec regular exercise because you want to get stronger. You want to feel good. You want to tone up. Well, what, what is your goal? Like wh whether if it's to lose fat, build, building muscle, um, awesome. And then you start the week. And as I was saying earlier, something comes up. So and that thing doesn't allow you to feel good about what you're doing because you're not executing the plan as 
you plan. So that creates uh, often uh, anxiety and uh, worst case, uh, it, it, it stops people uh, from actually working on their plan. I had this conversation uh, with uh, uh, two of my clients last week and they were, were both agreeing um, on you know this this view and how it impact and interfere with their goals and like one it's uh, hey maybe you're traveling and it happens that you have uh, your workout but you also have like a five minutes uh, plan like a five minutes workout and you know it's not easy to do it it's not easy to do step number three do a five minutes version of your plans because like it's gonna feel difficult at least the first time. So let's say that uh, my plan today was to go to the gym. That, that's one of the reasons why, by the way, I work out in the morning because, uh, you know, nothing can come up in the morning so that doesn't allow me to work out, uh, stop me from working out. But, you know, let's say that your plan is to work out in the morning and, uh, you know, you want to work out from 9 to eight, 10 um, or from 8 to 9 or from 7 to 8, whatever it is. And for some reason, uh, like, you have to bring... Uh, your uh, mom some uh, you know, old clothes or whatever like you have to see your mom for some reason um, and then you know you can only go in that time but you have five minutes as soon as you wake up you could do some mobility, hip mobility ankle mobility shoulder work you could do five minutes of push-up you could do five minutes of squat jump now the first thought and it's good to name the first thought you have when you when you in that situation when you try to do it Okay, even now, but in that moment, it could be that you think, uh, ah, why should I even bother? Like, I'm going to get a sweat, uh, but it's not really a workout. It's not going to burn calories. It's not going to do anything for my chest. Well, I'm, I'm going to take this like, uh, hey, just, just keep in mind that one, one of uh, the advanced technique to build muscle, it's called rest pose set. And it works this way. Like, you take a weight that is trainable for a certain uh, number of reps. So, like, you, you can do it, let's say, for 15 reps, and you go... Um, and you stop until uh, you stop at 15. So you really like push and grind that last rep. Then you drop the weight, take anywhere between 10 and 40 second rest, and then go at it again. You now can only do because of the accumulation of fatigue, perhaps uh, six to eight reps. Um, then you drop the weight and you repeat. Now the whole process doesn't take long. It takes five minutes, but it gets a lot uh, of work done and that same applies when you have only five minutes and you can do push-ups so you go until you you know you put the timer and you literally bang push-up until you have it okay now that doesn't need motive like you don't need motivation for that it's only five minutes of push-up it just needs to be done okay so it's not like a long workout where you have to be focused you need to know what to do you need to pick an exercise that you like uh, and you know how to do properly without pain and with the feeling of uh, localized worker in a certain muscle because any exercise is going to bias one muscle um, and then you're going to have to do it for five minutes now the good thing about it is that you build momentum it's easy doesn't take time can do everywhere and uh, you know most people can take a five minutes action like that uh, but not everyone can execute a certain plan perfectly so um, on, on top of that, we all have different weeks, different commitments, uh, different things competing for our time. So once uh, we actually implement uh, something that we can do everywhere, every time, then we actually start to see that there are less barriers uh, um, from being consistent. And uh, that's the first thing. Okay, so like it's actually the step number three, but it's like the first thing to be motivated. Okay, it's to be consistent when you're not motivated because you know the reality here 
probably like the best snippet of this workshop and of this podcast uh, and workshop you, you can say um it's um that you don't need to be motivated to take action on your goals you don't need to be motivated to take action on your goals what you need is a sexy goal okay and something that you can work on um now you can download the resources for this module but then ultimately you also need to uh, take action uh, towards it keep track of it have a five minutes version on, on of that behavior and then last but not the least uh, create an environment that supports your goals so like hey we are um what's in our environment this is so true in my opinion because uh, you know if your if your goal is to lose weight and wanna or, or for example your goal is to eat less processed food because you heard it's not the best food for us um, so you want to reduce it and you know if you can have cookies chips and uh, coke in your fridge um you know and you're gonna have uh, chocolate uh, in the living room like it's going to be a really difficult to remove processed food from your diet now i really suggest that you do a simple simple thing that even a kid can do um not but don't buy processed food just don't buy it first thing the second thing it's uh, like putting it uh, like in a difficult place to find at home like up in the cupboard behind the beans um so like just make it hard to find um and and yeah ultimately like it's good not to have it at home so you don't think about it especially if you are uh, as well in a calorie deficit but an environment is not just a physical environment is also your social media so make sure that you follow people like sometimes i see other coaches and um you know some of them they're they have a total different philosophy than me that doesn't make them bad coaches absolutely uh, but the way they communicate triggers something in me and it's like okay first i want to talk about it so i want to talk about it in my channel so this, this is i think so interesting because in the past i used to be upset about those coaches and how is it possible that they get so popular talking about bullshit like the other day was i'm not gonna name anyone at the moment uh, um but like yeah there was this coach who was like making people feel bad that they are not growing muscle like kind of uh, everyone who is not building muscle is an asshole um and everyone who is uh, is like uh, normal and so that that's what i don't like it's like those people they are not positive they're not inspiring they're not welcoming they're not uh, vibrant they are like uh, you know yeah their strategy is like making you feel bad so that you need to buy their product uh, and you know feel good um so you know sometimes i used to feel bad and i question it i was like but what what is it about this coach that makes you feel bad and like i found that i was jealous that their profile was so big maybe it happened to you too um and uh, you know i didn't agree on their message right so that shows you something that shows you that you value having uh, a broader audience and having a broader audience of people who share your message right so that that's to me like uh, and uh, you know jealousy is good it shows you what like what you value in life maybe you don't know about it so you know i used to feel bad about being jealous but now i question it and I, it was only possible if uh, um you know because i challenge some of my beliefs and some of my worldviews um and it all starts uh, i think uh, many things starts from your dialectic uh, could be like what you say but also like what you say in your mind um so your internal dialogue and yeah that was the last step so just to repeat them quickly um if you want to be uh, get motivated and stay motivated the step number one it's filling the spreadsheet that you find in the show notes the, the, the step number two 
it's to use that uh, um, spreadsheet, the chart, to develop, like, to see your goal. I'm sure that you use uh, a smart goal, so specific, uh, um, measurable, um, achievable, and uh, with a time frame. Okay, so it's very smart goal. Um, and then have a behavior that is linked to that goal that you're going to track and a direct outcome that you're going to both track every week. Make sure that you actually track it. Don't say you track it and then you don't. Keep a diary of it, okay? You want to be able to see this and make a data decision, uh, not just a feeling-based decision. Um, but then, yeah, step number three is also make sure that you write down as well a five minutes version of that behavior, okay? So if you... Again, workout, uh, it could be a five minutes uh, exercise uh, with no stop. Okay, see how many, you can even have a, a little challenge there. Like maybe the first time that you do a five minutes push-up, you end up doing, um, um, you know, 100 push-ups. But maybe like the second time you can challenge yourself to do 110. So don't think that the five minutes action cannot actually be sexy, okay? Or for example, like if you literally have five minutes, you can run as fast as you can in five minutes and see the distance that you covered and challenge yourself to do more of it, okay? So that, that is actually pretty cool. Like you're going to be out of breath, but you're going to be breathe. You're going to be, if you have to choose some cardio, please do something like that is five minutes all out, um, you know, and that that's going to do very well to your, to your heart, to your, to your health. And it's not going to impact your recovery too much because it's like the, the duration and the dose, it's very limited. Um, but yeah, last but not the least, create an environment that supports your goals. Um, check your house, check your kitchen, check, check your, um, you know, your social media, check and if it's there supporting your goal. Check your social circles, uh, check uh, your colleagues at work. I, I had to cut off uh, uh, some people from my life, uh, like not uh, literally that I stopped, uh, you know, greeting them, but like I cut them off uh, emotionally. So like I stopped hang hanging around with them, like in the free time, just because those people didn't make me feel good about my goals and the things I value. So we had different identities, different values. And like we, you know, you know this, uh, you know what I'm talking about when you are with a person and you don't feel good. Like certain people don't make us feel good and they make us feel bad about uh, working on changing. So, um, you know, the first times that I contemplate uh, becoming a coach, I only encountered resistance from friends, from colleagues. Um, you know, I, I, I found people who told me, you know, to break up with my current partner. So you'll hear, or like I found people who told me, when I was winning, for example, the, the Italian championship in the 200 meter butterfly, and I was uh, going to the world championships, um, who told me like uh, installing doubt uh, about my way of training. So, you know, like you have the whole control over that situation because you can still see these people and be polite with them, but you, you don't have to be their best friend necessarily. So I'm guilty of like being too good, like in the first part of my life, like I was like so, um, available emotionally, like for everyone. Okay. Like imagine I was uh, kind of the best friend of many people. Um, but then like, you need to start uh, thinking that most like over 10 people, uh, there are going to be three that you really click with, uh, and they're going to be like your superstar friends and like your favorite people. Um, then you're going to meet three that are more like, you know, 
negative so like you don't click with them so like they make you feel bad they uh, you make them feel bad so it's like literally you don't go well together and then there are four who are neutral so you can go along get along well with them if you know me personally you know that i get along well with many people many different people um but you know there is nothing bad in uh, you know not seeing not uh, hanging around uh, people that make us feel bad uh, um you know for a lot of time okay so yeah like i i think like uh, my life benefits so much as soon as i cut those people off like perfect not uh it's not there is no need to feel both bad about that situation so yeah um if you want to explore as well uh, a little bit more the topics uh, i'll be very happy to do it with you um in particular if you want to have a little bit more guidance on uh, which kind of goals you should choose uh, uh, if it's realistic, uh, if it's achievable, uh, if it's uh, specific enough, uh, hey, reach out to me on uh, uh, Instagram at Pavone Fitness. Uh, I'll be very happy to get to know you. Uh, for today's episode uh, from Coach Francesco is everything. Ciao, ciao.